Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Erios. Hi, I'm Maribel May, and you're listening to the second season of the Complete Woman series, Complete Joy. Make sure to check out the follow-up series, The Complete Man, a spin-off, The Complete Wedding, and coming December 3rd, The Complete Christmas. The Complete series is now a part of the Erios Network and available wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy! Welcome back to Complete Joy with Maribel May, who always sees the glass half full of her homemade lemonade. It's the perfect balance of sweet and tart, just like her. Let's get started with Chapter 4, Mind Over Matter, The Art of Forced Optimism. You all know there's nothing I love more than putting people into categories. It's a fun way to feel safe in this scary, ever-changing world. Big and small, brunette and blonde, Christian and bad, male and not male, smells good, smells bad, cat and dog, fun or not fun, my mom or not my mom, and my favorite category of all, optimist or pessimist. I find that every person is one or the other, but never both. Webster's Dictionary defines an optimist as a person or thing who sees the glass half full and is generally cheery. On the flip side, a pessimist is described as your Aunt Mabel who refuses to eat the honey-baked ham you paid $15 for on Christmas because she says ham is too folksy, and then she tells you your blast makes your shoulders look immoral also known as a person disposed to be gloomy. Now you might be saying to yourself, I don't know if I'm an optimist or a pessimist. And I have to admit, I didn't know what I was either until my little health holiday at St. Monica's Institute for Tired Women. There I was diagnosed as an extreme optimist. This means that I am unable to see the bad in anything, even when it's objectively terrible. For instance, the time my darling husband Freck forgot my 30th birthday. Now, most women would have thought, well, that's not very nice. He must not care about me. But Positive Polly over here just thought, oh, how nice. Why, my Freck is working so hard to support our family, he had no time to remember my silly little birthday. I'm so lucky. Of course, that night I woke up screaming, covered in sweat, having had another one of my fever dreams. I think my extreme optimism is a brilliant part of my personality, though I would, 
and I wouldn't change it for the world, even if it can be dangerous sometimes. For instance, the time there was a devastating earthquake, and instead of taking my children and crouching under a doorway, I thought, look, the earth is doing the samba. We'd better join in. What fun. But five, six, seven, eight. That's just the optimist in me. And it's no different from you or he. Stop, I'm not singing. Now, an important part of attaining complete joy is conquering your pessimistic mindset. But first, you must figure out if you're a pessimist or an optimist using my fail-proof test I developed and then tested on the squirrels in my backyard. Just answer the following questions. Honestly, Sharon, you liar. Have you ever looked at an orange and thought, that orange wants to kill me? Have you ever suspected your chaise lounge of laughing at you? Do any of the trees on your block think you're a bad mom? Do you hate Christmas? Do you love tax day? Have you ever baked a four-tiered cake for a potluck and then thrown it out because it wasn't tall enough? Do you often look at your feet or the feet of others and think, these feet will never be accepted to a country club? When you look at a half-drunk glass of water, do you think water is stupid and I wish it didn't exist? Is bran your favorite flavor? Do you think puppies are just stupid humans? Do you prefer sleeping on concrete to family vacations? Do you sometimes wonder if your children are extraterrestrial spies? If you answered yes to any one of these questions, you are undoubtedly a pessimist. The good news, it's all about perspective. Sometimes what we think of as a problem is actually a blessing in waiting. After all, an optimist is just an upside-down pessimist. And I guarantee I can take you from negative to pegative in a few easy steps. Step number one, be grateful. I wake up at 4.30 a.m. every morning and spend two hours making a gratitude list. Here's what's on today's list. My family, my curtains, my tweezers, my priest, my diamond tennis racket, my firm caps, my microwave, Frex beady eyes, my protective elbows, wands, little hats for cats, the moon, big pharmaceutical, my psychic abilities, vases that double as mixing bowls, Greg, the man who delivers my aspirin. Step number two, help others. Nothing makes me feel more positive than gawking at others less fortunate than I. Often when I'm feeling negative, I walk around the corner and visit my good friend, Mr. One Shoe. Take a listen. Okay, Judy, it's time to go wish Mr. One Shoe a Merry Christmas. Mr. One Shoe, but he smells funny. Oh, Judy, I want to play with my new toy. You'll have plenty of time to play with your new toys. Oh, look, there he is. Mr. One Shoe, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. You remember us, don't you? Uh, faintly. We come visit you every day, the day after Christmas. How could I forget? you have any cash you can spare? We don't have any money for you today, but... I do have a plate of my leftover chicken casserole, and Judy made you a card. That's right. You want me to read it to you, Mr. Wunshu? Well, I would love that. Well, on the front, here's a picture of you, see? There's your head, there's your body, 
And there's your one shoe. Right. I also drew you a card. Would you like me to tell you about it? Of course. Well, over here is me, and I've got the hat on. And then there's you, and you're sitting on the ground in your own filth. And then over there is Judy, and she's on a unicorn. But I know the unicorn looks a little bit more like a horse. Oh, it's, it's just perfect. And inside my card it says, Dear Mr. Wanshu, hope you had a, 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 what's this word? Splendid. Hope you had a splendid Christmas. P.S. Where do you come from? It's so heartfelt. Well, I, I grew up in northern Illinois. I made my way out here about 1984. And the year's 1965. I lost track of time. That's all. Mr. Wunshu, what year do you think it is? No clocks out here on the street. The sun's a clock. Now, Judy... Well, it is, isn't it? Well, some may say, but our family, we don't believe that. Mr. Wunshu, did you have a great Christmas? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Do you have a family that you went home to? No, I went to the soup kitchen. They say they're my family, but not really. So did you eat soup? You know, that's the funny thing. There wasn't any soup. Well... Mommy always says beggars can't be choosers, and you're a beggar, Mr. Wenshu. Judy. Well, he is, isn't he? I'm so no, sorry. it's okay. It's, okay. it's true. My mom says that if she wasn't married to my dad, that you'd be the first now, man Judy, she'd want to rub now, up against. No, and I meant after a bath. I meant after a bath. Not in your current condition, Mr. Wenshu. She said you got the looks of a movie star. I said drenched. if he cleaned up, he could be in the pictures. I also think you have a stunning personality. I don't know what to say. Thank you. Thank you for the cards. What does your card say inside, Mama? Oh, well, it's just my address. Now, my husband's gone from 9 to 5 every day. Do you ever need a place for a hot shower? Oh, yeah, I do. Tomorrow's good? Fine. I'll be there at 8.59. And am I to be out of the house? Oh, you'll be at school, Judy. You're locked in your closet. It's the same thing, Mr. Wanshu. I'm homeschooled. She reads her books. She loves it in her closet, Mr. Wanshu. It's so cozy. I bet you feel like that when you're in your little house, huh? Yeah, it's more of a box, but yeah. Could we take a look? Please. Ooh, this is nice. I love what you've done with the plate. Thank you. What's this, a, a drawing? No, it's a coffee table. How do you put coffee on it? Doesn't the paper just fall down? Well, yeah, you just put on... That's the ground. That's just the sidewalk with a piece of paper over it. Oh, I see. How'd you get like this? Homeless? Mm-hmm. Lacking a shoe? Mm-hmm. Well... It goes back to 1964. I had everything. I had a career in the big city. I had a good paying job with an advertising firm. One day I came home and my wife had drained my bank account and taken my new Corvette. But how'd you lose the shoe? Well, I was so angry I took my shoe and I threw it through the window. Oh no. That glass shoe. Actually, I still have the shoe. I just can't wear it. It's right, right over here. See? Oh, why mother, you're sweating. It's the perfect match to your other shoe. Why, you must feel like Cinderella. Sometimes I do. Well, I think you're swell. I think you're swell, too. Thank you, Mr. One Shoe. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, and thanks again for the cards. Well, you're welcome. Don't get too cold out here. <laughs> I won't. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, bye. 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 See you. Bye. Now, Judy, don't you think we made his day? Well, you did, Mom. Because you're going to rub up against him. Judy, shut your mouth. Step number three, daily affirmations. Part of my morning ritual includes looking at my reflection in the mirror and saying positive things. It's like I'm brainwashing myself. It doesn't get more empowering than that. Right, ladies? Take a listen. 
Hello, Maribel. Hello, Maribel. Why, you look beautiful today. Why, you look beautiful today. I'm tons of fun, and I make an amazing meatloaf. I... I'm... I'm tons of fun, and I make an amazing meatloaf. Why are you stuttering, Maribel? 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 Do you not believe the things that I'm saying? Do you not believe the things that I'm saying? You don't? Do you don't? I don't. I don't. I mean, I do. I do. Well, Maribel, you're, you're being a little bit mean. Well, Maribel, you're being a little bit mean. I am not. You are. <gasps> Well, I'm sorry I didn't get a great night's sleep last night. Well, I'm sorry I didn't either. Was Freck tossing and turning? Freck was a mess last night. He was just... His hands were in every area. Tell me about it. It's called Wednesday. Ugh. And then he doesn't even shower afterwards. So sweaty. The bed is soaked. I do like our little check-ins. Isn't it nice when two girls can just be one? I've never met anyone as interesting as you. And I, you, mostly. Well, what's the mostly for? Oh, no, you're the best. Well, I think you're the best. I think you're the best. Well, you know, you do have a tendency to snap at people every once in a while. I do have a tendency to snap at people every once in a while, especially when they deserve it. It's hard sometimes, isn't it? There's so much pressure on us. We have so much pressure on us. We have to cook. We have to clean. We have to be beautiful. We have to be smart. We have to rear the children. Oh, fuck the children. Where is Judy? I haven't seen Judy since yesterday. I think Buzz is at baseball practice, but I can't be sure. Well, they'll take care of themselves. They are nine and seven. About that. We're doing the best we can, Maribel, aren't we? Aren't we? We are, right? We are. Right? right? We are. We are. Right. Well, you have a nice day. Are you leaving me? I am. Please don't go. I have to get to the store. What am I going to do without you? I don't know. Just going to sit here all day in this glass? Well, you could wax her upper lip. That's a good point. Toodles. Bye now. I suggest forming a positivity accountability group to keep you on track. I had the gals over for a white wine mister and to test their positivity levels. Take a peeky listen. Well, hi gals. I'm so thrilled to have you all here and I'll say I'm in a great mood because it's positivity day. Hi Maribel. Hi. Hey. Rita, are you tipsy? Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> well, it must be nice to be Rita, right, girls? No, thank you. A large part of leading a life of complete joy is to have a positive attitude. I have a fail-proof way to test whether you're a pessimist or an optimist. Now, just in case you're all dumb, I'll go ahead and tell you what those two words mean. An optimist is someone like me, who loves life, and has a generally fun demeanor. A pessimist is someone like Joni, a wet blanket, someone who hates fun things that everyone else loves, like kittens. Oh, in fact, the kind of person who would, who would slam a kitten's head in the door. I told you it was an accident. My goodness, things follow you around these days, don't they? Well, why don't we go around and just check in and say how we're doing today? I'm Joni, and I'm going to the circus tonight. Are you performing? Why, no, Maribel. I'm going to watch the elephants. They're my favorite animals. Typical pessimist. Well, I'm Barbara Bell, and this is a new dress. Barbara? Wow, olive green. Why, Barbara, I think... I think that's my old dress. From when you were pregnant. Barbara, where'd you get the dress? At a second-hand shop? Well, 
well, we're struggling financially, you see, and so I, I thought it would help. If I'd known you'd like the dress, I would have just given it to you, Barbara. Better luck next time. Well, you're not having this dress. This is my favorite, and you'll never have it. All right. Thanks, girls. Rita, how are you doing? I'm having a lovely day. I'm one martini in, and I'm uh, hosting tonight. I didn't get the invite in my new mailbox. There goes Barbara, bragging again about our new mailbox. Well, have you seen it yet? No, I haven't been out of the house. What kind of hosting are you doing, Rita? Well, I'm having a jazz band come over, and they're going to practice, and we're going to be dancing with them, and just kind of sharing partners, and smoking cigarettes. Do you mean men and women dancing together to jazz? Well, yeah. Mirabelle, this is too much. Well, I can't control her. I'll come. Hide the hors d'oeuvres. And you're still divorced, Rita? Absolutely, 100%. All right. Well, I see your smile, and I raise it a... Woo! Anyway, let's get started with my fail-proof test. Now, what I'm setting here on the table in front of you is a clear glass of water. The water goes to about midway to the cup, as you can see. Now, I want to go around the circle, and you tell me if you see the glass half full or half empty. I'll start. Now let me get a good look at this thing. Hmm. Shake it around a little bit. Smell it. Dip my tongue in it. I see the glass is half full. I'm an optimist. Joni? This is a trick question. There's no water in this glass. Yes, there certainly is. Maribel, I don't see a drop of water in this glass. This is some sort of sick joke. The liquid. What liquid? I don't see any. You all have gone mad. This glass is empty. Why don't you stick your finger in it? See if it's wet. I'm not going to do that. You really can't see the water in that glass. There's no water here. I think that makes you an extreme pessimist. I think it looks refreshing. Refreshingly half full. And a great glass. Well, I guess Rita's a super optimist. May I drink it? Barbara, I told you to have water before you came. I know, but now it's out in front of me. Let me have it. Well, then it'll be full empty and we'll all be pessimists. <laughs> Barbara, do you see the glass is half full or half empty? I just see the water and I, I'm just so thirsty. You put a can of pickles in front of her, she'd want to eat that too. Do you have any? Oh, Barbara, my goodness. I see the water. We know you see the water, Barbara, but the glass, is it half empty or half full? Half full. Can I have the other half? Barbara! Why don't you share your water? There's no water in that glass, Barbara. You've gone mad. Well, can I have then the air? Fine, Barbara, you can have the air. But I don't know why you're not touching the cheese ball. I put it out just for you. I thought that was wax. Wax? I wouldn't serve wax to guests. Well, obviously, you weren't over for New Year's 1959. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Today is all about positivity. And Joni, the extreme pessimist who... Not only sees the glass half empty, while well, she doesn't see the glass at all, is leading us down her negative path. Well, I saw the glass. I can't see the water. Here, I'll dump it on your head. No! <gasps> oh. <gasps> Goodness! I wanted that. Well, well, well. Congratulations on completing Chapter 4, Mind Over Matter, The Art of Forced Optimism. See you next week for Episode 5, Discovering Your Passion Without Intimidating Your Husband. Toodaloo!
This has been another episode of Complete Joy with Amanda Lund as Maribel May, Maria Blasucci as Judy May, and Joni Woodbine, Craig Anstead as Mr. One Shoe, Stephanie Allen as Big Boned Barbara, Angela Trimber as Rita, the Divorced Sinner, and me, Mark McConville, as Mort Kleinman, the Announcer Man. Created and written by Amanda Lund. Produced by Mark McConville and Matt Gourley. Breathe in, breathe out, feel the complete joy! Erios. Powered by ACAST.